to another bonus episode of the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode, I'm joined once again by Mariana Hewitt and Lauren Gores, the founders of Summer Fridays, and this time they are answering questions submitted by you. You'll hear for yourself in the first few minutes of this conversation that this is without a doubt the most raw and emotional episode of the Glow Journal podcast thus far. So I owe a huge thank you to both Mariana and Lauren for being so open and generous with what they've shared across this episode and the one before. In this conversation, Mariana and Lauren share the realities of running a business, what the support of their community really means to them, the importance of sharing beyond the highlights reel and on a lighter note, what an endorsement from one Kim Kardashian can do for a brand. There was a lot of will they be my best friend, which I (laughs) think, I mean, I I read that that. and I was like, that's so Mm -hmm. nice. But I think that just shows how likeable you guys are. So what do you think it is about your content respectively that is resonating so well with people? I think we try to keep it um, curated real, I would say. We try to keep it, we're, I think we just very much try to be ourselves and we're not trying to be somebody else on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And even though we love beautiful content, we don't, we're not trying to fake it on there or like we, we try to pre-shoot content just because we're busy, but we try to keep it as realistic as possible. So whether that's an Instagram stories or a heartfelt caption or sharing the real moments of like when we're so proud of ourselves, yeah. what we do like, I don't yeah. think we could have thought that a year ago that we would be sitting here in Australia, like launching a brand Aww. and I'm crying because we really are like, we have so yeah. much passion into what we do and the brand that we've created. And I think that really comes through on social and like it really all does. the work that we've done yeah. over the last year. And so we we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for the support of people online. And so of course we'll be their best friends. <laughs> that's they why Summer Prize is what it is today is because yeah. of them. Oh, that's so no, nice. it really is true. We, we, we wouldn't have this without our community. And, and I mean, we, we feel so connected to them and we're so grateful that they feel connected to us. Um, and hopefully we can just... We can keep growing that mm-hmm. and keep building that. We really, I know it's true. We, we cry we, a lot of no, happy tears. So, like, Are you running a business so if you're not crying on it? I know. Yes. And it's like question. it really is happy tears because like I don't, like on social we talk about like all these moments that you see but you don't see like all the times where like yeah. it's literally like a weekend and it's on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve and we're like texting each other about some like emergency thing that someone needs and it's like yeah. a full-time commitment like all the time and so it's so great to see that the hard work that you put in behind the scenes is yeah. being, you know, received well by people all over the world who we've never met yeah. before, who just are genuinely so happy to support us. And when we meet them in person, it's just so amazing because it really, like, we don't, we're not a big company. We don't have a conglomerate behind us. We're yeah. not funded by some big business. So it's like what we're doing in the marketing up to this point has really just truly been because people want to share it because they felt yeah. like it. <laughs> and we feel like, I feel like our community gets that too. It's like yeah. when we meet people and even though they may not necessarily see every email on Christmas or <laughs> New Year's or, you know, like the, I remember when when my son was like eight months old, I remember it was, you know, we, I was would work from like 11 to 2 a.m. because I was like, those are my hours and then I would sleep like two hours. And I think, you know, people don't always see that, but in this incredible way, I feel like they get it almost. Mm-hmm. It's like we see them and it's like they all, you know, they, they understand and, 
like I said, we like truly do it with them and mm-hmm. for them. And so we were, we're really grateful. And there was a girl I remember she came, it was our very first like giveaway we did for our event. And she came and she was like, I love that I feel like I'm buying from girls who are like me, who created a product for me instead of a boardroom yes. of people who don't know anything about me. And yeah. I think that's why it's come through on social and why girls feel so connected to us. And I think being our target consumer really helps us as a brand because we understand them so much and we want to create the things that they want to buy and what they resonate with. I'll go on to a a lighter question. (laughs) What does an endorsement from Kim Kardashian do for a brand? (laughs) (laughs) It was very kind um, of her to share that and with so many people. It um, was a great story that so many people um, picked up and it was just so nice of her to do that because her and her family mean what Kylie and Kim have been able to do with their cosmetics companies are incredible. And I think it really shows the power of digital and influencers Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, any level from a girl who doesn't have a ton of followers to them who have millions of followers that you can start a business Mm -hmm. and not have a traditional background and really just create whatever it is you want now. And so it was very kind of them to do that. It's an exciting (laughs) time to be starting businesses. Yes. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about brands that, I mean, we've sort of answered this in part one, but how do you feel about brands that claim you should exclusively use their products? You know, I mean, I, I totally get, I totally get it. You know, obviously if a brand offers a number of different things, you know, we all want to push our own brands. I completely understand why a brand would push that. Um, I, you know, we, we have a love for so many different products. And Mm. so I think, you know, I also think there's room for an, you know a lot of different brands. Yeah. I think that that's sort of the incredible part about just the beauty space in general mm-hmm. um, is that you have a lot of different choices, but picking one doesn't mean that you can't pick the other. Mm-hmm. And so, like to me, that's one of the best parts about beauty. You know, I have five different blushes that I'm equally obsessed with, Only or five. you know, different <laughs> moisturizers. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know just because you choose one moisturizer doesn't mean you you also can't choose another moisturizer mm-hmm. or that you, you you know you can love something, something for one day yeah love. exactly mm-hmm. so we I use different products for different I don't know anyone who uses all of one makeup no, brand. No. And I think we speak about it in clothing. Like you might only wear one piece of clothing or one pair of shoes on yeah. your feet. So a brand is competing for the one pair of shoes you're wearing. But in beauty at any time, you could be wearing 30 brands all at once. And it's so normal because I have yeah. my shampoo, conditioner, my styling products, my foundation, my skincare, my mascara. So I'm repping so many things right now and genuinely love it. Um, and I think, you know, we have a group of friends that all have brands too and we all want to support each other and so we love supporting our friends Mm -hmm. brands um as well and we've got founders club yes we do (laughs) we love our founders club love following along with (laughs) aside from jet lag obviously what are your travel beauty essentials beauty and non-beauty some of my favorites are ollie sleep vitamins i love Mm -hmm. them especially for long-haul flights um silk slip silk eye mask oh my God, the best. are the best <laughs> and also their hair ties lauren They're and i both so love because australian founded brand oh, thank you very yeah. much and they don't leave a kink in your hair so mm-hmm. you can tie up your hair in a ponytail or a bun and yeah. you're not worried about like when you take your hair down having a, a crease mm-hmm. in your hair yeah. um i always have fuzzy socks with me too mm-hmm. i love those yes. um we both love tatcha luminous dewy skin oh mist yes. which is like the best Literally, for refreshing like, it's unbelievable i can't like go on with my day if I don't have a full bottle mm-hmm. ready to go and lip yes. balm because I always get dry on the plane oh yes of course. I know it 
your list of I mean, honestly, not. many of those are the, like the Tachimist. I'm obs- yeah. I always have that I'm obsessed with it. Um, jet lag mask, yes. of course. I also, um, I also always like love having some kind of like cleansing wipe on me. I usually mm-hmm. like to do that before I put on jet lag mask. Um, I always travel with vitamin C and lots yeah. of emergency packets so that I don't get <laughs> sick, uh, just to keep my energy up. Um, I love serums. I love vitamin C serums. So yeah, there's a lot of good tricks, I think. The influencer market is pretty heavily saturated now, mm-hmm. and both of you sort of have gone on board at the right time, I feel. In the years since Instagram and YouTube really exploded, have you changed your approach to social media? I, I have. I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely have. I think... Uh, but I, I also kind of like, like, this is probably about a year ago, sort of just shifted, um, I guess, the way that I approached social media. And it kind of goes back to just I wanted to get a lot more specific and I wanted to speak more to um, just kind of like really focusing on things I really loved. So things like clean beauty and wellness mm-hmm. um, and motherhood. And I became um, just much more like real and intimate with my community. Not that I wasn't real before. I just feel like now especially with things like Instagram stories and the relationship it just feels really different and really special right now whereas I think before it's not that it wasn't personal it was just a bit more distant because there weren't as many opportunities and things like stories and these sort of these opportunities to have just a really you know kind of raw honest conversation where you know it kind of I think even you know Instagram in general used to be a bit more about like this perfect curated yes. you know beautiful moment of like the avocado toast and the you know Dictate like candle exactly the um, and that and that was amazing for the period yeah. of time that it was and now I think it's shifting toward um, you know you can still share your avocado toast but then what's like what's your you know what sort of your thought of the day in that or what mm. you know, so it's to me everything is a bit more tied to a memory to a sentiment. Um, and I, I love that about Instagram. And I feel like I feel so connected to my community. And I feel like that's been a shift for me. And so it's a little bit less perfect, but I think in the best way. Mm-hmm. Have you changed your approach, Mariana? I think now most people see things on Instagram first. So that's definitely mm-hmm. a priority. So I still do post a blog post every day, Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's unbelievable. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you do but I it. <laughs> I don't think as many people are going to the blog as they used to. But I still right. like having like an additional place to explain things more to reference back to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, but I think I know that I we think as a brand too of Instagram first and social first. So we know no one's going to even click onto your blog post or your YouTube channel or your website mm-hmm. to buy a product if the Instagram isn't good. So I think yeah. we think of everything there first or when you're you know thinking about what blog post you're going to get shared, it's like how am I going to share this on Instagram to drive people to go to the blog? Because I think where people used to bookmark yeah. a blog and check it every day, they're checking Instagram every day. So that's kind of where my first thought process is or when I shoot content, I, I shoot it for Instagram mm-hmm. and then yeah. I'll think about the blog or YouTube afterwards. Um, YouTube totally content used I, to be the opposite. Yeah, of that. totally used to be the opposite. It was like, what's the blog post? And I'm like, I guess I'll pick this one for Instagram. You know, it was like the yeah. afterthought. It's totally switched. yeah. And so now it's like Instagram is a priority, yeah. and like you can really focus on that. And then um, a majority of my sponsored content, I would say, I do through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. I think of like all of my content there and how I'm gonna relate that to my audience or share it. And I think Instagram stories replace a little bit of what I used to share on my blog or my YouTube channel and I can share it faster now. So instead of having to share my monthly favorites or longer hauls, I can just share individual products as I'm finding them. And now with Swipe Up is amazing because I can share products so much easier. Um, So 
Instagram has definitely replaced most of what mm -hmm. I used to do through my other platforms. This is not an Instagram question, this is a Gemma question. You mentioned <laughs> shooting for Instagram. Um, I mean, that would be helpful with the business as well. The packaging is very Instagram mm -hmm. friendly. Was that, did that play a part in? 100%, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that played a very big part. We, uh, I mean, we thought about social first. Um, we mm -hmm. really wanted it to live well on social. Um, we also wanted it to obviously live well on a store shelf. So mm -hmm. uh, we wanted branding and packaging that would do well on both. Um, we thought about everything from the colors to like the aluminum tube. Yes. We loved like the look and feel of a crinkled tube. Um, I was about to say, you can still see that branding even Yes. And the, the I remember when we, got, when we got one of the tubes that was at Lauren's house and we were taking pictures and then we literally scrunched one up. And then we took a picture yep. of it crinkled to yep. see what it would look like. And then when we were doing, you know, we were testing packaging, we took pictures on our phone to mm -hmm. see how it would photograph on an okay. iPhone because that was important to us because we knew that's how people were going to share well, that's it. How it would be, we knew it's how it would be marketed. And it, mm -hmm. when it really was, in the beginning, we didn't do any paid marketing. It was really, truly based on um, people sharing it through social media and particularly through Instagram. A genuine love for the product. Yes. Last question, yeah. and it's a double-barreled one because okay. I'm being sneaky. Do you think there is room for new influencers to rise up the ranks, or is social already saturated enough? And if yes, what would your advice be to anyone looking to grow their platforms? I would say yes, there's definitely room for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think you need to be one, personality-driven, yeah. because if it's just content-driven, I think it's hard because people can mimic your content. Yep. So they need to be connected to you personally and feel personally attached to you so that they can only get the content from you and your personality and your personal life story. And mm -hmm. so that's one. Two, I think your content actually has to look great because when people go to your page for the first time, they're seeing the first three, six, nine, 12 images and that's how you're gonna gain new followers. So at all times, even though people say the feed's not important, it is kind of, because that's how you're gonna gain your audience because that's the first thing. So at all times, just think, does my most recent nine pictures reflect best like what someone's gonna get from me if they start to follow me? Mm -hmm. um, so I think personality, pretty content. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to like Come have an idea yeah. of like, what am I going to get from you if I'm going to follow you? And then be specific, you know, have a niche and um, really stick to that for a long time. I think you can veer from that once you have an audience, but for a long time, you need to be like, you know what I'm looking for? Someone who shows paint colors. Like who has a yes. who has a good Instagram where they have good colors of paint for their home? And I'm gonna know there's this girl and she posts swatches every day and that's the girl I'm gonna go to for this content. So be so specific so when people talk to their friends about who to recommend, they all think of you <laughs> as the go-to person. Yeah. Exactly, and then later on you can veer from that. But it's like, I want this content yeah. and this is the person that does this and that's why I'm following them. And I think too there's now such powerful micro-influencers. You know, there's people that have 3,000 followers, 5,000 followers who share something really specific and are really yeah. impactful and influential in that space. And I think it's less now, especially about at looking at follower count, but more about how engaged they are with your content. Because it, you're also, I think like the whole follower count's not going to be necessary if you're just starting now, like as significant as if you were one of the, you know, of original bloggers. There's just more, there's more people. So there's, you know, you're spreading it across, <laughs> across more people. Um, but I think if you're really specific, then to Mariana's point, you really can change your audience. That was part two of my conversation with Mariana Hewitt and Lauren Gores, co-founders of Summer Fridays, who you can find on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt, at Lauren Gores and at Summer Fridays. 
to read this interview, you can visit glowjournal.com and for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us and join the Glow Journal family. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining